Hello, you. It's me, Sarah Jane Crawford, and I'm so excited because you are listening to my brand spanking new vegan podcast series called The V Word. Basically, it's all about me chatting to a whole host of fascinating people who are totally breaking the old school stereotype of what it means to be vegan. And I cannot wait. But before I get into my latest episode, make sure you head to my vegan website. It's vapi.co.uk. When you're there, enter your email address and you will get more free vegan content. That's viappi.co.uk. So I'm joined by footballer Josh Parker, who plays for Charlton. He's on the V Word today. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. Um, so really interesting to talk to you. How long have you been vegan for? Let's jump straight in. Coming up to three years now. Wow. Same as me, yeah. just over three years. And, you know, in a nutshell, what were your reasons for transitioning into becoming plant-based? At first, it was more so to do with my health because I'm very big on learning about my body and the right and the wrong way to do things. That was the first thing that drew me to it. Obviously, with anything, you have to do your research, which obviously takes up a lot of time because when you're eating whatever you're eating, you have a routine that you're used to. So changing routines, you have to know the alternatives for those things, yeah. which can prove lengthy. <laughs> so originally it was for your health, you know, and I suppose, you know, as a footballer and as an athlete, it's something that you're looking at all the time, ways to kind of like optimise your performance. And then, you know, like, were there any other reasons that kept you, you know, remaining with that plant-based diet? Mainly it was the fact that as soon as I changed my eating routine and became vegan or made slight changes I felt completely different to my normal self and at first I was thinking is it psychological because I'm trying to tell myself it's different but then just in everyday life like when I'd wake up I wouldn't be as tired after eating I wouldn't feel as drained or wouldn't have that like heavy stomach where you just want to sleep for an hour so that made me take a bigger step towards it and be more harsh on myself if you get what I mean with, with regards to my eating habits. I mean, did you, uh, excuse the pun, but did you go cold turkey? Did you go completely vegan or was it like a process? Um, well, I was pescatarian for two and a half years. Prior then, to the three years, yeah? Yeah. Right. And then I started watching the documentaries like everyone does and you see things pop up on Facebook and you're like, oh, I never knew that. And then I said, oh, I'm going to go vegetarian. And then after one day, I was like, what is the actual point of being vegetarian? Because you're still drinking milk, yeah. eggs, and cheese. And I was like, I might just try to be vegan. <laughs> so I said, from that day, oh, I'm going to be vegan. And then never gone back since. Wow, that's so impressive. And, you know, like a, a few of my friends who play football talk about the fact that there's a lot of the lads turning vegan now. And it's almost like I feel like we're at the beginning of a trend because obviously it's quite a masculine sport. There's a lot of banter that floats around the changing rooms and also like even from the fans towards the players. So why do you think now is a time when a lot of the footballers are deciding to become vegan when before it would have been unheard of as a dietary plan? People are coming with more open mind to fitness, lifestyle, all across the board. So it's not just the fact that oh, they think vegan better, they're just interested to see and test out if things can help develop their, their game or their life off the pitch. And it is a lifestyle. It's not just on the pitch or before games. You can think, oh, I'm just not going to eat meat before my game. It's something you have to really dedicate yourself to. And a lot of footballers as a whole have OCDs, whether I have a team freak or whatever, they have a certain OCD. So if you have to... Um, have tunnel vision towards something, I think that's 
a big thing for them. So I think that's why they're all kind of getting on board with the movement. Like an obsession, isn't it? I suppose if you're at the top of your game of anything, it means that you're somebody who, like you say, is quite focused and quite, a, you know, like you approach things in quite a sort of tunnel vision way. So maybe that's why. And it, Definitely. It, yeah. Um, did you face any kind of like, you know, stick or did you get any flack or any kind of like banter from anyone about you becoming vegan? Like, are you well, one of the worst I get, people? I get all the time because Do I'm you? very um, strong, like strong-minded and very strong with my opinion on things once I do enough research the boys will always get on to me but then they're still showing a little interest one-to-ones in a group <laughs> like oh what's that rabbit food you're eating oh is that, is that some of that grass and I'm like oh ha, 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 ha. and then they'll be like oh what actually is that and I'll say I'll try some I never say like what it is I'll just like try some and they're like oh that's really nice and then they kind of take kind of step towards asking questions and Oh, what do you have instead of this? I'm, I'm forever saying, you don't like me. This is coming from someone who ate meat 23 years of their life or whatever it is. Yeah. I'm telling, I'm telling you, you don't like me. They're like, yeah, I do. I love chicken. I love steak. I'm like, <laughs> what, what do you have on your steak? And they're like, oh, peppercorn sauce or jerk yeah. um, sauce on my chicken. I'm like, okay, you like the seasoning. If I gave you a boiled chicken breast, would you like it? No, no, that's dry. I'm like, okay, so you like the seasoning. <laughs> I'm like, okay, the seasonings are vegan more often than not. And then That's like, such a good oh, point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's true, isn't it? I'm like, and most of your heritage, when I'm speaking to the um, foreign players, they're like the African or West Indian, I'm like, a lot of your dishes in your country or your favorite dishes are vegan. You love plantain, plantain, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, <laughs> your soup or the curries, the hot pots. And I'm like, even the things like the brown rice, as a all those things are vegan, but you just think vegan salad. That's what you think. Tomatoes, yeah. onions. Like, and sometimes it does prove difficult. When I go on a waitress football and I'm like, I'm vegan. Do you have any vegan options? My last game, they gave me a skewer with a plum tomato on it, half an onion and a mushroom. <laughs> and I was like, all the boys were like, they've seen what kind of food I eat. I like like spinach pancakes with maple syrup and stuff like this. And they're like, are you going to eat that? I'm like, no, that's not the food I eat. I may be vegan, but you're kind of pushing the boundaries. <laughs> do you know what is? Do you know what? So much of what you said really resonated with me and made me laugh because I can re- relate to it completely. In terms of the first thing that really that, that kind of resonates with me is, you know, when you speak to people as a group, they might take the mick, but then on a one to one you know, people will contact you and be like, oh, you know, like, tell me about that recipe or you'd be really proud of me. I went and got a, like a vegan cupcake or... So yeah, I think, it, you know, the more you share enthusiastically, the more you have an impact. The thing is, I think, of course, you get the extreme vegans and I think you can only be as good as you can be in accordance with your circumstances because some people can't afford to do it like the, the way that we might be able to. But I say to them, just try and make subtle changes. So maybe start with changing your milk changing your butter because there's no difference in the prices you know what I mean and yeah. stuff like that and people that makes a big difference I say to them you ain't got to like stop eating meat maybe just start by lowering your meat intake and then you might realise oh I don't actually need it it's just like I think too many people strive for perfection instead yeah. of going for um, progression that's so a really like, really good pro- point that is a good just, point like progress every day as long as you're moving forward and not sideways or backwards then you're becoming a better person do you know what I mean when you think about a concept that's so alien to what you've been used to for years and years, it can become like an overwhelming thing. The hardest thing is to break routine. 
Yeah. With regards to anything like whether it's eating, going to the gym, like you take two days off the gym and you don't go back for four weeks. But when you're going every day, you keep that routine because you're in that frame of mind. The other thing that you said that really resonated with me, and I've thought about it a lot and, and haven't had a chance to kind of share with my friends yet as another part of my little kind of tool to get people to to see things from a different point of view, is when you mentioned about the seasoning, a lot of the reason why we love... So, for example, with alcohol, I feel like a lot of the reason why we like to drink is to get drunk. No one really loves the taste of alcohol. No. And it's the same principle with what you're saying about meat. Like, we love the jerk seasoning on the chicken, or we love the barbecue sauce, or we love the sweet and the sour and the this and the that. And you can yeah. you can still incorporate all of that, but with like maybe tofu or seitan or yes, something completely exactly. different. So exactly. it's a really good point that you're making. Uh, how do you feel about, you know, like leather in the football boots and stuff like that? How far do you take, you know, the veganism and what challenges are you facing? Obviously with that stuff, I would like to be that deep into it. But it's hard when you're in a very male dominant and uh, sport. Yeah. So everything you do is going to be frowned upon or looked upon or commented upon. Mm. That's not to say that it influences me, but I can only do as much as I can. And 100% agree, as I, yeah. as, I, as I said, I try and make subtle changes every day that I might not have made um, yesterday. So that's something that I definitely always look into. For example, obviously when I started um, with the whole vegan thing, it was about food. Then it went for me about creams, all the chemicals in creams. So now I just use coconut oil on my skin. And I mean, you make little changes as, yeah. you, as you're learning. So I'm learning, but I'm learning by myself. So I can only make those changes for myself. Yeah, definitely. And you know what? I think veganism is so interesting because like usually, if so, for example, if someone says they're gluten-free, it's like, okay, fine. But with the vegan thing, it's like, uh, but do you wear leather? Do you do this? Do you do that? And with me personally, like I, I made a really big effort to kind of get rid of all of that, the leather and the fur from my wardrobe. And I felt like, yeah. I, you know, like for me, a lot of it came down to animal welfare. And I watched yeah. a lot of films about how animals were treated. And I just felt like it, it just wasn't the right thing anymore. But I remember recently I posted, I mean, I've since deleted it because it just got, became such a headache for me. And at first I was thinking, no, I'm not deleting it out of principle because I can be a bit proud like that. But I'd posted this thing. I think it was like Pantene or some brand and they were doing like, mm-hmm. like the Afro version. So I was like, oh, I love this yeah. new Pantene. And then a lot of my vegan followers like were like, oh, Pantene, they sell in China. That means that they test on animals. And I was like, well, in the EU, these products are not test on animals because since 2013, it's legal. And I was like trying to be all clever. And then, you know, some people would jump into my defense. Other vegans were attacking me. And I just thought, oh my God, like I am doing my best. You know, I created this vegan app. I got rid of all my fur and my leather. You know, it is a journey. And there are times when I'd think, okay, cool. I really only want to use like makeup products or that are 100% vegan and cruelty-free, but it is a journey. And I think there is a danger that with veganism, we kind of scare people out of even trying yeah. because it's like you said, it's got to be perfection when it's not progress, you know? Yeah, I think, I think that's like a very key point there. That's what I said to you about there's different levels of veganism and you can only match that with your lifestyle. For me, when I'm traveling around all over the country, things aren't always going to be perfect. Yeah. And people who have more time on their hands or maybe don't have a job and do a lot of activist stuff and mm. live on like nothing and only have themselves to worry about, they can go to them extremes. But for me, when I've got a family and all this stuff and so much other things that are incorporated into the lifestyle, because it is a lifestyle at the end yeah, of the day, yeah. then it makes it difficult because for me, I know my partner is vegan, but she might, I don't know, want milk. 
And she yeah. might say, oh, here's a carton of milk and I've got to take that stuff into consideration without forcing her to be like, no, you're not allowed that. <laughs> I, I would just say my opinions on it yeah, and try and get that across and then let the person make the decision themselves. Yeah. That's what. That's a big thing in sport where people will forever say, oh, you need chicken before a game and you need a steak and a tuna sandwich before a game. I'm like, why do you need? That's just routine. You've been told that that's normal. Yeah. It's not, if you, I mean, nothing's normal. Everything is um, passed on to you from someone and you just carried on that routine. Yeah, and I feel like the way that we're socialised to believe that, you know, like we need dairy for calcium and all these kinds of things yeah. and we're not looking at other sources of calcium and going back to the point about like progression, you know, making progress and not necessarily being perfect, but still like doing what you can, I think is a key point. And I think like the more, particularly with, you know, you guys and with athletes and with footballers, whatever it is that you're using, whether it's the footballs or the boots, where typically it is going to be leather for the time being, the more of you guys that become vegan and you're thinking about different elements of the sport, the more brands and businesses will see an opportunity to create the the vegan boots. And, you know, because, um, and do you know what I mean? So I feel like if you continue on your journey, you're still doing a lot for the cause because it's only going to be a matter of time before you guys will be able to get like really like great brands and there'll be yeah, sponsorship definitely. deals and, around all of that. So I think foot, footballers are probably essentially the biggest influence influencers in the world yeah. in terms of how many people actually engage into their life and want to be similar to them or aspire to be like them. So if the message can get put across on a more widespread um, scale, then it would make sense for all the bigger brands to, become more vegan friendly and have alternate options for athletes and it obviously spreads out across the country into different walks of life whether it be musicians actors whatever absolutely do you know what i was very eagerly when you said something about spinach pancakes and maple syrup that sounds so good tell me a little bit more about your everyday like food are you quite a good cook what do you prepare for yourself like day to day I like to think I'm a very good cook. Sound it if you're having spinach pancakes with maple syrup and they're trying to give you like some skewer of tomato and nothing. <laughs> no, well, it's strange because obviously I've been vegan for three years now. And yeah. as I said, I try and participate in different aspects, whether it's not nothing to do with veganism. But at the minute, I'm currently doing um, a fasting regime. So wow. I fast from 8 p.m. till 12 uh, midday, which ties yeah. in perfectly with my football routine because. Yeah. See, I wake up in the morning, go to training. I finish at about 12. So by the time I finish, it's perfect time for me to eat immediately. Mm-hmm. So my first meal is a smoothie because it obviously introduces your digestive system back into working and like is a like reminder that it's time to digest everything. So I'll have a smoothie at midday, which consists of strawberries, raspberries, blueberries, kale, spinach avocado dates it sounds like a lot but oh that sounds nice i like i love to um, add dates because dates are a good way of sweetening something in a in a kind of natural way yeah then i put a bit of coconut water in blend that up then i have that straight after training and is that in like Um, a nutribullet you add ice to it or i put like everything in a nutribullet blend it round then i just stick it in the fridge it's nice and cold training with me as soon as i'm done polish that off quickly then i'll have a (laughs) pineapple and ginger smoothie Oh, lovely. And that's really, and why, and why do you love, I mean, ginger and pineapple, I know are natural anti-inflammatories, but why do you love combining those two? I, I just, I like both of them. I think it I've tried nice. it, I tried it somewhere before at a restaurant and I thought, oh, it's not that hard to make. So literally I started drinking them last week and I've had them every day since. So it's just literally 
half a pineapple. Nice. Obviously, cut all the outside off, chuck it in a blender, a tiny cube of ginger, blend it, and then you're good to go. And then um, I don't eat from 12. Well, when I finish, the smoothies don't until 4 o'clock. So mm-hmm. usually I say it takes four hours for your body to digest things. Yeah. This is why most football teams eat four hours before the game. Then I eat my next meal at four, which will be a like a proper meal, so like a warm meal of some sort, whether it be a chicken curry or brown stew lentils, something like that with quinoa, planting, all the trimmings. And then I'll have another meal at eight, and then I'll begin my fast again. And since I've been doing that, people say to me, you must have no energy. All the boys <laughs> at football are like, how can you not eat breakfast? They're all like sitting there eating their sausage and bacon sandwiches or whatever. <laughs> Is that they're eating half of them? Sausage and bacon sandwiches? Yeah. And then uh, I'm like, when you do the research into it, you understand that your body doesn't need these things. All that happens is your body starts to eat away at the fat stores. Therefore, you lose more fat and stay trimmer. And then obviously, you introduce it back in with a nice smoothie, something that's easy to digest and get it to work, uh, get your digestive system to work. But I said... The digestive system needs that time to relax. If you're eating non-stop throughout the day, every half an hour, chocolate bar, packet of crisps, this and that, then your body never gets a rest. Yeah. I'm giving my body that rest. And on the flip side, I'm feeling like energetic as ever. And my skin's good. Like I feel healthy. Do you know when you just feel clean within yourself? Yeah, 100%. And do you, are you like, because you play for Gillingham, obviously, are you like one of the gurus of the team? Do they like come to you and they go, oh, like Josh knows about Yes, them. literally, every, <laughs> all the time, every Sound day. Sound like it, yeah. Is this it, good for me? Uh, and I'll be like, <laughs> well, it's, it's, not, it's not good for you, but it's better than what you were having. So like a lot of them will make subtle changes without letting anyone know. And it's so funny to watch because I'm quite an, an observant person. So, yeah. For example, at the last game, they brought out porridge with almond milk. They made a massive bowl and it's only just me that's really vegan. So I've like scooped my portion out. I come over at the end and it's all gone. <laughs> so, like, they, they all know. They all pay attention in here and they all take it on board and listen. So. No, that's br- well, that's brilliant. It's great. And, and, and like we were saying before, and I was chatting to another footballer, Nathan Smith as well, who's been vegan for the last three years, who was at Yeovil. And he was saying the same thing. People laugh and they take the piss, but then they'll come to you like, like slowly, but surely they'll be like, oh, but what do you think of this? And that they start to eat your food and all of this kind of stuff. So it's just nice that you're having that influence, you know, in a yeah. world that traditionally would have completely been against the idea of veganism. Yeah. Up until, that's, that's, yeah. That's a frustrating thing that, if the options were there, say there was as many vegan restaurants as there was McDonald's. Yeah. I, I think most people would be vegan. Most people want to be vegan. Yeah, these days when, I think they do. When, when you're out and about and, I don't know, they've gone on a night out and it's two o'clock in the morning, there's no vegan place open. There's a McDonald's and there's a kebab van. They're going to go there. They're not going to go, let me wait to get home and have my um, banana smoothie. Do you know what I mean? I think and you're I right. Think, I think convenience plays a massive part in it. Massive, and, um, massive part. That's why, for me, I'm always excited. I mean, currently I'm in Manchester doing this new radio show, but I was living in London before. And I think, you know, like with the major cities, you are quite lucky. I know that you guys are sort of out more Kent where I was actually living that way as well for a bit. And sometimes it is tricky. And that's why I developed the app, the appy, because I wanted to show people the nearest vegetarian and vegan restaurant. But even with that, I I could see where the land was lying, like which places have got the most going on. It is obviously the major cities. And if you're not in a major city, it's tough. 
So for yeah. me, it always got really exciting with people like King Cook Daily and What the Pitta and all these yeah. places that yeah. were like those, you know, have you heard of those with the, the, the yeah. vegan fast food? Yeah, of course. So they're really exciting brands and startups and businesses, but there just needs to be more. I think there's just such a gap in the market for like even vegan fast food, which all right, is not as good 100%. as your whole foods and your smoothies, but it's still a nice way to get people in the door. Yeah, definitely. That's all it is. It's just accessibility. And most people would go to those things if they were there. And that's, if you ask most people who aren't vegan, the majority of the time, they are, there's not many vegan places near me. Or where do I go to get that stuff? I'm like, mm. you know, Tesco's do vegan pizzas. If you like pizzas and un- unhealthy food, if that's what you want to call it, there are vegan versions of the pizza. Like, yeah. I've never seen that. And I'm like, you've probably never been down that aisle, to be fair. And to be fair, it's also quite a new thing in some ways. Like Asda's got like a really good vegan cheese and all the milks and all the yogurts and the ice cream. And then Tesco, like you said, they've now got the, I think it's called um, Wicked Healthy, which is like the microwavable vegan range, like you said. So all of a sudden, even in the last year and a half, I've just noticed such a difference. And it is just becoming a lot more accessible, which is really exciting. What advice would you give to, you know, other people that want to become vegan who maybe don't have you know, family around them that are vegan or they're working in an environment, maybe they're not playing football, but maybe they're on a building site or maybe they're just in kind of like quite a masculine world where people really don't care about plant-based diets and they're more about like a fry-up or protein or like what is traditionally considered to be like manly food. Like, what would you say? For me personally, I would say to them, do what you think makes you the best version of yourself. So if you think a pint of cow's milk is best for you over maybe a pint of coconut milk, then go ahead with it. But really take a step back and think about things and think about what you want for yourself and those around you. It's the main thing I would say, because it's, for me, I always say, like, just, just try and be the best version of yourself. Whatever you need, like whatever you think you need to do that, just go with it. And I think not a lot of people could argue against the whole vegan movement a lot of people will say, oh, it's just, a, it's just a craze, it's just a trend. But it's not, it's just more so people are becoming more open-minded to these things. And there's a lot more um, research and a lot more awareness with the whole social media things. It's easy to be able to see someone's page and they're telling you the actual facts and the science behind these things. And I would just say to anyone who's thinking about it or is on the fence, just baby steps your way towards being a better self. But they're yourself. Oh, that's such good advice. And you know what? I think with more people like you who don't fit the sort of traditional stereotypical profile of a vegan, boho, white middle class, running around, <laughs> meditating, you know, like young yeah. footballer of colour. I think I think it's cool because it means that you become influential in a different way and you're reaching people that other people can't reach, you know? Yeah. So that's also really cool. Was animal welfare ever, you know, an issue for you? Like, did you ever watch any of the films and then decide, you know, wow, factory yep. farming? And that, the first, I think the first thing I ever saw was how they make sweet with the whole pig skin and the gelatin. gelatin yeah. and all that, stuff. that was the first wow. thing I think I ever saw. What did you, what did you watch when you, when you say you saw that? What was it that you actually consumed? It was a, it was a Facebook video. Facebook video. And I was like, let me see this. Obviously, you think, oh, nothing's going to put me off what I like. <laughs> So then I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, okay, so they're just chopping off the skin and oh. melting it down and just loads of sugar. I've not and even seen that video. When, oh when, when you're a footballer, you, you do think about those things in terms of sugar and all that stuff. Anyway, so then when you see the skin added in with it, I'm like, wow, this is a lot of oh. that, that I was like, oh, I'm stopping in the streets now. And I was like, 
I mean, like, watch some more stuff when I'm not Netflix, and I watched What the Hell for what it's called. Yeah. Okay, and I was getting a bit deep. I can really see, like, the whole um, business behind why they force us to eat meat and why they try and um, make it so accessible for us and why they don't tell us about the other side of things. And then, um, what the health was a game changer for so many people. I'm yeah, pretty sure yeah, Neo, Lewis yeah. Hamilton, a lot of people, you know, in the yeah. mainstream world, kind of cited that as being a real game changer. But go on, you're going to say some more titles. Yeah. So then I, I obviously saw that, and I just started literally. I went on YouTube and I started typing vegan this, vegan that, and you start to really kind of gain a knowledge for it. And then um, my auntie got cancer, and I was like, Wow, I'm not, I'm not proper vegan yet, but like I'm on the verge of becoming, you should try this. You're doing like raw vegan, like food things and they're getting healed in like two months and she was a pescatarian at the time and she went into it and then got cleared. I was like, oh, like maybe it's just a fluke. And then recently my football agent's mum had cancer, really bad, like literally terminal. Wow. I was like to him, he eats me and he, he takes an interest in what I do because we're very close. And I was like, Johnny, you need to tell us to go vegan, honestly. Stuff and reading this stuff about uh, structures and all this stuff, and I'm like, just just tell us to give it a go. Then she did it six weeks, two months, and then she got diagnosed in July, and then December she got cured. Wow. Do you know what? It's incredible. It's incredible. That's it, They're amazing stories. And funny because I referenced Nathan Smith earlier, who I also spoke to, and he was telling me a similar story with his mum and how he got her on a plant-based diet. And it's just, these things are just not a coincidence, you know? And, and we just not don't... Really it's so great now that we can look at, at food as, as medicine again, like how it's yeah. always supposed to have been. Yeah, I, literally, um, I literally was just about to say that. Like, I saw a quote the other day about... Um, yeah use food as your medicine before mm. blah, 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 blah. and it's so true but people are they're frustrated the thing I, I find most frustrating is when people act so naive to it so say I get someone who's just hardcore meet this meet yeah. that and has no interest I'm like I'm not trying to convert I'm just trying to explain to you the facts behind these things and, and I'll say to them go and look at it and they're like not interested like nah nah my, my granddad lived till 95 on pork sandwiches and I'm like <laughs> That, that might be the case, but he might not. He might. He might have been sat in a chair, like not being able to move. I'm seeing people that are 75, like running around doing backflips. What a good point! Because as you said that, I thought to myself, do you know what? It is hard challenging people who do have stories of people living to old age where they were smoking and we don't drink water no, yeah. and blah blah blah. Yeah. But like you're saying, there is testimonies now. There's um oh what's her name I've got I've got to remember her name now I think it might be Lorna but there's this woman who's like seventy and she just looks sensational she's like this vegan she looks incredible looks about thirty five forty max and yeah. she's unbelievable when she's in her seventies and it, yeah because like been... the, the age doesn't define you like the age if you're saying oh they lived to ninety five but if they were unhappy and was weren't able to move and had back problems and. Yeah. All this stuff, then that's different. But if they're 75 and 85 and they can still move around freely and like everything, then, then it's, it's a different, different story. Different. Oh, yeah. Annette Larkins, that's her name, the ageless raw vegan. Uh-huh. So she's like this gorgeous black woman who turned vegan, I think, when she might have been turned raw vegan in her 30s. And she just looks like a supermodel and she's like 70 odd. But, but look, you know what? I really appreciate you chatting to me. It's so interesting. It's so great that you're like the Gillingham guru. <laughs> I hope all the other lads sort of like following your footsteps. It sounds like they are anyway, bit by bit, which is really cool. 
thank you. No, thank you for your time. Yeah, and best of luck with it. Thank you very much. It's very nice to listen to you. Thanks so much for listening. That concludes an episode of The V Word with me, Sarah Jane Crawford. Make sure you subscribe and make sure that you tune in for the next episode. And don't forget to head to my vegan website, viappi.co.uk. That's V-I-A-P-P-I.co.uk and leave your email address for loads of free vegan content for the rest of the year. I'll see you soon. Listener.